Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. We are looking at Gary Chapman's book, The Four Seasons of Marriage. As we closed last week's broadcast, we were beginning to look at our author's seven strategies to enhance the seasons of your marriage. Strategy number one is deal with past failures. Our author says that every married couple needs to understand this strategy, but couples in the fall or winter seasons of marriage will need to spend more time here identifying and processing past failures. Brent, one of Gary's clients, said, I know I've had failures in the past. Both of us have failed. But why can't we forget the past and focus on the present and the future? Gary says that although he's empathetic with Brent's desire, it just doesn't work that way. We must deal with the past before we can put it behind us. Otherwise, it keeps popping back up. But once we have resolved our past failures, we can spend our energy focusing on the present and create better seasons in the future. Dealing with past failures involves three steps. Identifying past failures, confession and repentance, and forgiveness. Gary says the first step may be the most difficult. Let's listen in on our author as he works with Brent and Helen. As we do, see if you can identify with any of the dialogue. Remember again, the first step in dealing with past failures is to identify them. When Gary shared this idea with Brent, he said, Oh, I don't have any problems with that. Helen rehearses my failures every time we get into an argument. Perhaps, Gary said, but my guess is she doesn't list even 30% of your failures. But no doubt her criticism irritates you. You're tired of hearing about your shortcomings and you want her to forget about them. But the fact is, you haven't done the hard work of identifying your own failures. Well, as you can imagine, Brent wasn't very happy with Gary's initial approach, so he said, But what about her? Doesn't she have any failures too? Absolutely. I don't even know your wife yet, but I'm certain she has had failures because she's human. But right now I'm talking to you, and you have expressed a desire that she would forget the past and live in the present with a view to making the future better. I'm telling you how that can happen, and it begins with you. Gary says that his straightforward approach with Brent was based on a discovery he'd made in his years as a marriage counselor. The reality is that most of us can identify our spouse's failures much more readily than we can identify our own. Jesus described the problem in Matthew 7, verses 3 through 5. If we can apply his teaching to marriage, it would sound something like this. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your spouse's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your spouse's eye. Gary says that when he read those verses to Brent's wife Helen several weeks later, she said, But that's not the way it is in our marriage. Brent doesn't have a speck in his eye. He has hundreds of logs. I know I'm not perfect, but he's the real problem in our marriage. Well, perhaps you're right, Gary said. However, because you are a follower of Jesus, 
Would you be willing to start where Jesus told us to start, namely by dealing with our own failures? When she didn't immediately respond, Gary added, I'll commit myself to helping Brent deal with his failures if you will commit yourself to deal with your own. I'm willing to do that, Helen said, but I just want you to know where the real problem is. Gary let her statement pass without comment and said, Okay, here is your assignment for this week. I want you to set aside two hours to get alone with God. Take your Bible, a notebook, and a pen or pencil, and I want you to pray a very biblical prayer. It is a prayer of David's found in Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. As you know, David had lots of failures in his life. Here is his prayer. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Ask God to show you specific ways and times in which you have failed Brent over the past 17 years. You may even start with your courtship and engagement period, then move through the wedding, the honeymoon, the first year of your marriage, and so on. Ask God to bring to your mind the times when you spoke harshly to Him or withdrew in silence, the times when you did hurtful things or treated Him unkindly. As you listen to God, I want you to make a list of everything He brings to your mind. Gary continued, I want to warn you, though, that Satan will also try to speak to your mind. His message will go something like this. Well, certainly you were not kind, but that's because of what Brent did to you. That's not your fault. That doesn't count. Satan does not want you to be honest. He wants you to blame others for your own sinful behavior. Remember, Adam and Eve listened to Satan's voice. Adam blamed Eve, and Eve blamed the serpent. If we are going to deal with past failures, we must identify them and be willing to accept the responsibility for our own wrongful behavior. Helen indicated that she understood the assignment. However, she said, Two hours is a long time. I don't think it'll take that long. Gary cautioned, Don't short-circuit the process. Set aside the two hours, and at least every fifteen minutes ask God to show you more of your failures. Okay, Helen said, but I don't think it'll take two hours. The following week, Helen returned with her list. I found more things than I thought, but they are mainly little things, and I've asked God to forgive me. No, 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 Gary said. We're not ready for that. What do you mean, she asked. Aren't we supposed to confess our sins to God? Yes, but first we've got to identify them. Well, that's what I did, she said. No, no, no. You only took the first step. This week I have another assignment. I want you to talk with each of your children individually. Tell them that you are working on your marriage. Tell them that you are trying to identify your failures in the marriage and that you want them to tell you of the times they remember when you spoke harshly to Brent, when you treated him unkindly and unfairly. Tell them you want them to be totally truthful because you know you cannot work on your marriage if you are not honest. Gary continued, 
Then I want you to go to your parents individually and ask them the same question. I understand that you and Brent have Sunday lunch with them once a month. Is that correct? Helen nodded. So they have had a fair amount of exposure to the two of you together. Ask them what they remember about times when they have heard you do or say things that were harsh or unloving to Brent. Then I want you to go to Brent's parents individually and make the same request. Helen was visibly irritated. And I suspect if you were given the same instructions, you would be too. She continued, Well, I don't know where all of this is leading, and I don't know why I need to do all this, especially since Brent's failures are the real problem in our marriage. I can understand why you might be frustrated with my approach, Gary said, but let me remind you that I'm meeting with Brent every week and I'm giving him the same assignments I'm giving you. Marriage is a two-way street. Neither of you is perfect, and each of you must deal with your own failures. The first step is to identify those failures and take responsibility for them. To this point, neither you nor Brent has done this. However, it appears to me that now, for the first time in your lives, both of you are very serious about wanting to deal with the past failures in your marriage. And we are following a biblical pattern of beginning with our own failures. Helen said, I know, you're right. We've got to deal with this. But bringing the kids in on this and my parents and his parents, how can that be helpful? They are the people who know you best, Gary said, and they are concerned about your marriage. In doing this, you are demonstrating to the children your sincerity and your honesty, and you are giving them a chance to voice what they have observed through the years about your behavior. Your parents and his parents will be glad to know that you're trying to deal with your part. And when Brent does his assignment, they will see that he is trying to deal with his part. God can use this process not only for your benefit, but also for the benefit of your parents, your in-laws, and your children. Gary concedes there may be some exceptions to the idea of consulting children, parents, and in-laws. For example, preschool children may be too young. Dysfunctional parents or in-laws may be obsessively prejudiced and find it difficult to be objective. However, you can best accomplish it in your own relationship. The point is to broaden your perspective beyond your own self-protective viewpoint. Often, hearing something from a child, a parent, or another close family member can really open our eyes to how we are treating our mate. You know, marriage doesn't operate in a vacuum. It affects everyone who is closely associated with a couple. Gary says to us, I can assure you that you are likely to hear some things from your children and parents you don't want to hear. Satan will tell you to defend yourself and say that what they are saying is not really the whole picture. He will want you to discount their testimony. Don't yield to that temptation. They are giving you good information. It is their perception of what they have observed about the way you have treated your spouse. It may not have been your intention, but that's the way it came across to them. Well, our time's gone for today. I invite you to join me on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. on my Mutual Understanding Method Facebook page for some live teaching on relationships. If you're not a Facebook user, or if the time is inconvenient, 
you can go to my website, mutualunderstanding.net, and click on the Mum Live tab to view the recorded teachings. Be safe and have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.